When Paul wrote his first letter to the Corinthians, the Christians in Corinth were starting to divide into opposing groups. They were beginning to act as if some of them had found a better way to follow Christ than others. This was causing envy, jealousy, anger, and divisions, all those things that are contrary to true Christianity. Paul's main goal in his letter is to put an end to this evil pattern before it goes too far. In the passage that we heard, our second reading today, he points out something that might seem obvious, something that is still incredibly important. It was so obvious to the Corinthians that they overlooked it. We can relate to this, can't we? Sometimes we miss the things that are right in front of us. This important truth is that Christianity is primarily about what God has done and wants to do for us, not what we can do for God or for ourselves. Paul knew this. He knew it was so important, and he teaches it in almost every one of his letters. He reminds the Corinthians that the hope, forgiveness, and spiritual strength that they have found in Christ are not because of human effort, but a gift from God, pure grace. And as a result, it's ridiculous for them to start dividing up into groups, as if one group could create a better version of Christianity than another group. All that we most deeply desire, we receive from Christ, not from ourselves. It's through God's gift, Paul writes, that we are in Christ Jesus. And it is Christ who has brought us the new life, life that is full of substantial hope and meaning. God is the meaning of our lives. We are dependent upon him. Keeping this in mind is what it means to be poor in spirit, the virtue so beautifully praised in today's gospel and in our responsorial psalm. St. Paul was incredibly aware of the amazing gifts we have received from God in Christ. He never forgot about them. This is one reason he was always so energetic and creative. He reminds the Corinthians of some of these gifts, hoping that the reminder will help end their petty conflicts. Two of Paul's favorite gifts are wisdom and righteousness. He writes that Christ has become for us the wisdom of God. Wisdom is the knowledge of the art of living. It is about knowing and following Christ. This is the lesson about making good decisions and following through with them. Christ's teaching and example are like a treasure map, tracing the path to true happiness. Only, of course, the reward at the end is greater than we can imagine. Christ is much greater than any plan for happiness. Christ is a person. He is really alive today. The wisdom he brings is living wisdom, personalized to our particular needs. 
Jesus helps us to choose what is true at every decision point. Christ is also our righteousness. By this word, Paul always means a right relationship with God. Only a right relationship with God can bring true peace. Ever since original sin, when our first parents damaged our relationship with God, we have not been the same. To heal this, Christ came among us as both God and man. He reconciled and reestablished the possibility of a right relationship with our Creator. Jesus is the great peacemaker. He is the Prince of Peace. He has come to bring us closer to God and to each other by healing our divisions caused by sin. This wisdom and righteousness that St. Paul focuses on are two of the most valuable gifts that we have received. We have received them because God has loved us and brought us into his family. When we think about that, all of the rivalries or parish divisions or family conflicts or petty jealousies, all of them should melt away. All of the things contrary to Christ should be no more. Division does not belong in the body of Christ. By turning the Corinthians' attention to Jesus, Paul knows he will strengthen that young community of new Christians. And I hope that the same strengthening happens for us here in Muncie. The church is guaranteed by God to endure to the end of time, but that endurance can be either in spite of us or it can endure through our active involvement to promote unity. In every period of history, in every particular place, every individual Christian community has an opportunity and responsibility. We have that call to be a healthy unit that strengthens the body of Christ, the universal church. We can only be that if we are united. The more focused we are on the Christ of the Gospels, the Christ of the sacraments, the Christ of the catechism, the Christ preached by the Holy Father and the bishops in union with him, the more focused we are on the true Christ, the more unified we will be. Our community will be healthier. Our witness will be more effective. We will help transform the lives of those around us. Can you imagine the possibilities? Jesus once again faithfully renews his covenant with us in Holy Communion. This is our moment to recommit ourselves to Christ's work. Let's promise him that we will build up unity in the body of Christ.